The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the Conqueror Approach. I appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you. I hope you're having an amazing day. We're going to get into some finances. And this is big because we know finances are a big part of our lives. And living in the confinement of how much money we make, I feel, withholds us from being all we can be. So gaining financial literacy and just understanding money and conquering money in the area of finance allows us to be the master versus being mastered by money or being a victim of whatever financial circumstances that we face. Conquer money or let money conquer us. One of the biggest things about financial literacy is understanding what's an asset and liability. Robert Kiyosaki talks about this in his book when he says, an asset is something that puts money in my pocket. A liability is something that takes money out of my pocket. Okay. And that's a different definition than what the tax and accounting world looks at it because the general definition of assets are something you own that has value. So your house, a car, investment stocks, your retirement, uh, anything that you can really sell for value. And a general definition of liabilities is anything that you owe, any debt, right? And I, I prefer to use the definitions in Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki uh, because the financial industry and tax accounting, it has a different purpose, but it's not the mindset that's needed to create money or have an abundance of monetary wealth. And again, there's some financial professionals who are against the idea of having too much debt or using debt to buy properties or investments or something like that, uh, which Robert Kiyosaki calls the good debt, right? There's good and bad debt. Uh, and some professionals are really against that because I guess the base level of knowledge on how to use money to our advantage isn't there. So people like Dave Ramsey uh, and Chris Hogan, they just released a book not too long ago called Everyday Millionaires. And they, they kind of are, it seems like they're against using debt, right? They're, they're more on the, the idea of having absolutely no debt and then and saving and being frugal and investing your money into some retirement plan uh, or something like that, which is good, right? That's a lot better than it seems like most people, but when it, when you're not an employee of a company and you don't have a 401k, you could just send all your retirement money there. You have to be a little more creative. Uh, and I, I believe that there's good debt and bad debt. So bad debt, obviously 
if you just owe money on a car, right? That that's not making you money. But if you own a property, a house that has a thousand dollar month payment for your mortgage, but you rent it out for eighteen hundred dollars or something like that, that is bringing you money, right? It's putting money into your pocket. That's what Robert Kiyosaki deems an asset because it's putting money in your pocket. The debt part isn't really a big deal because you're making money from it, right? And that, you know, people think is risky, whatever. Obviously, you would invest based on your risk tolerance, but it's not really risky because people will always need a home. They'll always need a place to live. Um, but the basics that Dave Ramsey, Chris Hogan talk about is definitely necessary because most Americans just don't have the financial literacy to keep themselves out of extra, like extraordinary amount of debt. Right, we're the most in debt country in the world. Right, because you go to college, because that's what you're supposed to do, and then you spend thousands of dollars in college. So you graduate with thousands and thousands of dollars in debt, and then you're supposed to get married or whatever, buy a house, so you can go and buy a house. Uh, but you need a new car too, because now you're a graduate, you have a new job, you need a new car, and then you're just living paycheck to paycheck, just trying to pay off all your debt. That is bad debt. That's not the same type of debt as if you are, are using your extra income to buy property to give you more cash flow every month and build your passive income. That is leveraging other people's money to do that. Uh, and that's the same concept that these big companies have, the same concept that banks have, right? They take everyone's money and they go invest it, make you know crazy returns, and give you absolutely nothing for keeping your bank in that account, but they make a lot of money by using your money and loaning it out to people and doing all these things. Um, you can do that for on your personal level, right? Learn how to operate like a bank, right? These large business owners and the most wealthiest, they always leverage other people's money. For example, a large commercial syndication, a large purchase of real estate, for example, let's say there's a group of 10 investors and they all raise $100,000 each and they put that into account. That's a million dollars. And then that million dollars is used as a down payment on a commercial property, which yields, let's say 10% annual return, which is way better than the 0 0.042, whatever they get in the bank account. And then they can renovate it. They can improve it, improve the value, sell it for a multi-million uh, multi dollar profit and those 10 investors would then split it however they agreed to. And then that $100,000 investment can turn into millions or multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? That is an example of the power behind other people's money and leveraging it in the right way, right? Obviously, a lot of people have the idea of you make more money, you got to spend more. You, you make a lot of money, you got to have a nice car. You make a lot of money, you have to have a bigger house. Anytime you come up with extra money, you have to spend it on something, buy the thing you've always wanted or whatever, instead of finding a way to make more money. Let that money be your servant, not your master. And this is uh, what Grant Cardone does in his company, Cardone Capital. He literally raises billions of dollars from people, investors. And he raises billions of dollars, and then he goes and takes that and buys apartment, commercial apartment buildings. And he gets, you know, whatever the percentage return on those apartment buildings and those investors get a percentage of it, right? Because, you know, it's a, it's a tangible asset, 
So a lot of people might feel it's it's more safer than the stock market, depending on their knowledge and level of expertise in the stock market. But that's just one avenue, right? And that's just the power of leverage to buy assets, right? And then it doesn't have to be on that grand scale, right? Something small like just saving your money over a year or two and then buying it, you know, using it as a down payment on a property and then renting that out. And you might not want to be a landlord, but there's property managers who can manage that, right? There's other ways. Use your extra income to put into an index fund or the stock market or whatever to have it work for you. When your money works for you, that becomes an asset. And again, that's how the banks get wealthy. That's how people get wealthy. The wealthiest in the world are masters at leveraging their money and making their money work for them. Because the whole idea behind it is gaining the time freedom. And I personally don't believe in living a life in confinement to how much money we make. And sometimes that's necessary, of course. And sometimes you have to be frugal. You have to be smart. You can't just spend all your money. You have to sacrifice and have the delayed gratification for later on. Right? We can't just spend everything we have. We have to think about the long-term plan, the long-term game. Right? When it comes to finances. And I don't I don't want to live a life where I can't do something because of that confinement. So that's why I think it's important to be able to live freely, to live a life of design and then contribute more. You know, so we, we grow up thinking that money is bad and wealthy, wealthy people are bad, rich people are bad. Well, if we believe money is bad, psychologically, we shut off every mechanism that would allow us to earn more money or make money or be rich or be wealthy because we believe wealth is bad. But it's not. It's a tool. It, it just amplifies who you already are. If you're a contributor and if you come upon uh, a way more money than you know what to do with, you're going to probably contribute it somewhere, a charity, do something with it. You know, give it to a church, give it to a program, give it to research, do something with it. Clean up the ocean, do something, right? You would contribute it. But if you're just selfish and greedy and you have a lot of money, you're just going to be a rich person who's selfish and greedy, right? But the biggest thing, the biggest thing I think is time freedom. Time freedom because we spend so much of our lives trying to make money so we can pay our bills just so we can, you know, hopefully one day have a retirement, which isn't really guaranteed because most people's retirement plans are not covering how much money they actually need to live until they die. And then sometimes people don't even make it to their retirement. So they work their whole life and you never know when life's going to end. So the time is the most valuable commodity in the world. It is the most valuable thing we have. So how can we give ourselves more of that, right? We can't buy time in this sense of you're not going to buy years in your life. I mean, you could, but medicine, whatever bionic chips they're going to have implanted in our brain later on. But we can buy our time in the sense of freedom, in the sense of not needing to work somewhere we hate, 
you know, being part of something we actually enjoy and love doing so it doesn't feel like a burden on our lives. And then using passive income, purchasing assets to allow us to live that life of design. Because chances are, if you didn't have to work to make money and you had enough money to do whatever you want, you probably wouldn't be doing the same thing you're doing. And if you are, if you're, if nothing would change, then that's great. You probably found your purpose and living a purpose-centered life around something you love doing. But that's not the case. Most of America is, are stuck. Most of Americans are stuck in a job they hate. And they're in the, that confinement. They're in the confinement of their paychecks. They're in confinement of that sense of security. But all it takes is a little bit of education. All it takes is a little bit of allocating money towards the right things, towards assets, not cars or nicer houses and all these things, but to things that can give you that passive income, things that can give you that freedom and making our money our servant, not being mastered by it. And when there are financial issues that come about, we know that bleeds into every area of our lives. Most divorces are caused by money issues. Most dysfunction, most crime are stemmed from money problems. So it is important part. Once we conquer that, we can truly live fully without being withheld by any stress or problems that money can bring about. So with that, I highly recommend Money, Master the Game by Tony Robbins. It's a hefty book, but it's phenomenal. And Tony Robbins does amazing at pretty much everything he does. But that book is gold when it comes to money, right? Mastering the game, right? If you're not going to learn about it and try to not get your knowledge up and master it, then we are going to be mastered by it because we're just going to be the victims of whatever we feel we're not getting enough of. But there's an abundance out there. We don't need to come from a place of scarcity. We don't need to withhold what we really want to do with our lives because we don't make enough money or we don't have enough money. We don't have to be living in a, a feared state all the time. If we can just find a way to get more assets, be smart with our money, allocate properly, budget properly, over time, this is not something, you can't just build wealth overnight. It takes many, many years of discipline and knowledge and learning and I'm excited to be on this path. I'm always learning about money just to have the knowledge. Because when we don't have knowledge about something, we become afraid of it. And then that fear keeps us shackled. But to free ourselves from that, we must gain knowledge. And that knowledge can set us free. Get that book, Money Mastery Game. I appreciate you for tuning in. And let's build wealth and change the world. I love you. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.